All right, what's happening, people? Peace to all the family out there. Um, this I've now settled on a name, so this is uh, an, an idiot's guide to happiness. Thank you for joining me again. And I'm here with an absolute legend, uh, a very inspirational individual who has overcome many obstacles and challenges and managed to have a positive impact and influence on a lot of young people in East London. Today, I'm speaking with the formidable, the unforgettable, the feisty and friendly, the one and only King Giza, aka Ahmed Hussein. Thank you for joining us today, Ahmed. You're welcome. Great to have you here. So, first things first, I would love to know, and I'd love for you to let the people know, how did you get the name King Giza? Well, in my in my old days, I used to work as a bouncer doorman in nightclubs. And I kept on being called King, King, King. And I thought, I can't use the name King all the time. So I wanted to make it unique. I was going to go for King Guna Giza because I'm a Guna. And then I found out there was someone already named King, King, King Guna Giza. So I'll start with King Giza being from East London. Nice. And just to clarify as well, just in case there's uh, uh, any listeners who don't know anything about football, um, Guna is uh, another way of saying Arsenal, or saying that you, you support Arsenal. And for me, actually, as I'm a Chelsea fan, and Arsenal just beat us yesterday in the FA Cup final, 2-1, sad times. <laughs> um, I was almost going to cancel this, but I can't cancel on the King Giza, no matter what. You know, you can't beat us in the FA Cup because... <laughs> It would be, I'm not going to use foul language. <laughs> it would be called the FA Cup. I'll leave it to you to work out. <laughs> Donald Duck. There and all. <laughs> use a bit of cockney there for you. <laughs> Beautiful. You go and do the homework and work out what it is. Beautiful. Um, so anyway, so obviously you're, you're in a quite happy mood. Uh, Very. It's quite appropriate for this. Very. <laughs> I've Amazing. even got an Arsenal hat on. Yes, In indeed. this nice warm day. Beautiful. To so, rub it in. <laughs> That's why I love him. That's why I love him. Anyway, so you said uh, you got the name King Giza when you were a bouncer, yeah? Yes. Uh, how long were you doing that for? For about 10, 15 years. How did you get into uh, into becoming a bouncer? It was by chance in the sense that I was looking for work, couldn't find the work that suited me. And then a friend of mine was a bouncer. He said to me, why don't I come and work with him? And which I did, and then it became history, basically. Have you worked all over sort of London? Um, I've worked all over London, from north, east, south and west. Okay. And... Um, what made you uh, stop being a bouncer? I went to university because I thought I can't be standing on the door working working with all these new new punters that were younger. I thought it was time that I changed direction, so I ended up going to university and doing a degree. Okay, interesting. To change direction. And how, how old are you when you made that decision? I was in my mid-thirties. Okay, wow. So uh, when you were younger, you you never followed the path of like you know going going to, like when you finish in school and then going to or doing A levels and then going to university. You didn't follow that path when you were younger. No, because I 
education didn't really grab me in, in that sense when I was younger. Okay. So growing up, I had friends and family that kept on encouraging me to go to university. So I did a higher national certificate at Goldsmiths College, University of London, to help me get onto a degree. And uh, so what did you say you studied again, sorry? I studied broadcast production. Okay, so th that's quite a, uh, a change as well. Not just the fact that you wanted to change what kind of job you were doing, but what kind of field you wanted to work in as well. So had you always been interested in doing broadcast? When I was younger, I used to always wonder when television programs were made about camera camera operations, who who the cameraman was, how did they get into it? So uh, I was always interested in it, but didn't really look into it as I was growing up because I didn't realise that you could get get to it through education. Okay, fair enough. Um, and then when you kind of decided to make this change in your life. Um, you still held that same interest that you, you'd always had when you were younger? Yes. Okay. When, I, when I was... But at the same time, when I, when, I was at, when I was at uni, I was a father. I had two children and who were living with me. Uh, and I also was raising two children, still working nights as a bouncer to, you know, pay the bills. So I had a lot of responsibility to take on, but I was set in the way that I wanted to change directions. Okay, so you did the higher national diploma and then you went on to do the degree after yeah, that? Yeah, I did a higher national certificate, certificate sorry. at Goldsmiths College, and which would lead me on to a degree. I went, on, I went, I went from Goldsmiths to a university called Surrey Institute of Art and Design. Uh, in Farnham, in Surrey, which wasn't, it wasn't the right course for me. So I did a year there, I stuck at it for a year, and then I applied to Ravensbourne, okay. which is, it has a very good television production course, and is recognised throughout the industry. So I went, got onto that degree, from leaving Surrey Institute of Art and Design, and completed it at, at Ravensbourne, which was more geared towards what I wanted to do, which was more practical than theoretical. Fair enough. So when you completed your degree, what was your next steps after that? When I completed my degree, I did odd jobs within the industry. So define odd jobs. Like... Odd jobs, working as a runner, you know, on different terrestrial channels. But I couldn't find a permanent, because it's very competitive, couldn't find the permanent role that I wanted with a decent wage. And then I, I fell into working for, the, for a local authority, working with, with um, young, young people within social services. And while I was working within social services, I've jumped to jumped the gun here, so I'll go back a bit. While I was at Ravensbourne, on the weekends I did voluntary work with a youth charity in Hackney, in Dalston, when Hackney was a rough area. Yes, I uh, remember those days when you know, Hackney in Dalston, was always... I worked in Dalston, in the Round Chapel. Nice. 
and I worked with young young offenders or keeping young people away from crime and the charity's name was Crime Concern and then like I said I was doing a runner here and there for different terrestrial channels and I ended up working for the local authority and I'll tell you how that happened I went for an interview to work with two estates in Leytonstone, East London, where there was gang problems. And not knowing, but I did an interview with the charity that was running, that had been commissioned by the council to do to run this the program. And when I went for the interview, I mentioned that I had I had worked voluntarily with young offenders and people that were in, in in keeping directing young people out of crime in Dalston Hackney and lo and behold the charity that had won the contract from the council was the same charity I did the voluntary work with wow so hence I was on a good foot and I got into the job and from from there the the local people kept on complaining to the council saying that this charity wasn't delivering what they wanted but they liked myself and my colleague the two of us who were running the who was running the program with the young people they said that we was very good at engaging young people but they didn't want the charity who had promised a lot more than what we was doing and so the councils took back the contract and two transferred me and my colleague over to them and when they transferred me over to them, they, I went into the youth service. With the youth service now, mm. we cut. Youth service became, you know, cut cutbacks. I was redeployed, and I ended up working for the social services for safeguarding. And while I was working in safeguarding, a job came up in the youth offending office. And I, I asked my manager if it was okay if I could go for it, if I could apply for it. And she said yes. And I applied for it. And, and I got it because of my experience with the local young people and working previously in Hackney as a volunteer. Wow. So that's how I ended up working with the local authority and youth offending through voluntarily working with young people because I could relate to young people and I could I, I spoke to them not down to them but spoke to them on a level as they were equal to themselves which they are because they're human beings so hence I built up a, a rapport with them and I worked well with them and then lo and behold I had a while I was in a job I was enjoying and I, I'm jumping guns again here and I apologise but while I was working with the young, uh, with youth offending uh, and all the youth service I started using my skill set of broadcasting in teaching them because they all want to make music videos and but started teaching them what goes behind it, the creativity that you have to sit down and think. And the practicality. The practicality. You yeah. can't just say, oh, I want to shoot a video and I'm going to be famous. 
you know how you put it together from scratch the lighting camera skills so you were you were you were teaching them skills as well as engaging these young people who may have been having all kinds of challenges and getting into you know situations that they shouldn't be in and stuff like that um, as well as engaging them um, to to stop doing those kinds of activities or negative activities you well, were also these young people young people used to laugh at me when I used to sit in the corner mm. with my cup of tea dipping my biscuits in mm. uh, look at Ahmed he's he's an old man but they started calling me uncle because I was older, older than them out of respect once they gained, you know, once you, yeah, know, you gained the relate, you know, yeah. relationship with me and rapport, mm-hmm. and they used to laugh at me and they say, "Why are you always reading, Ahmed? Why are you always reading? Because I always read books." And majority of them had left school without qualifications, mm-hmm. and you know, reading a book was a task for them. I wasn't able to help every young person I worked with. One, one of them ended up in prison doing a long stretch and he used to send letters to his friends saying to him, saying to them, tell uncle to read this book, tell uncle to read that book because of the days, times he, they used to be, he used to be, he was out on the outside, he, he was one of the kids that was laughing at me because I was reading books, but I had an influence which rubbed off on him, now he's in a prison cell He's got nothing to do. He started reading books. So it's sad that it took him to end up in prison to read a book. But at least he started using his time constructively. And he's sending me recommendations of books. That is amazing. That is amazing. So, you know, I'm I'm sad that I couldn't keep him out of the nick. But at the end of the day, you know, everyone has their path and he chose that path. You know, Very true. sadly he chose that path. And, yeah. Very true. And ended. Up, I'm not going to tell you what his name was and what crime he committed, because that's you know. That's all right. We don't need to get into, into any of that. That's that, That's a bit that's unprofessional yeah. and. Indeed, that's like, we don't you know need I mean? that. And we don't need that. But, but at least I had a so little far, bit. I've had a little bit of influence on him. It, I'm just sad that it took. It, he took the wrong way to learn the influence. You know, it would have been nice if he was sitting in his bedroom reading a book. Yeah. And not in a prison cell. Very true. Very true. Thank you, Ahmed. Thank you. Let's let's cut this off at this point. Um, That was really, really, really interesting. And we're going to dig a lot more. Thank you guys for tuning in. Um, There will be part two coming with the King Giza. Thank you very much for listening, guys. This is fantastic. I've really enjoyed speaking to you guys. Uh, We've absolutely enjoyed listening to to your tales that you've got to tell us. So tune in next time, people, for An Idiot's Guide to Happiness. Peace and love. This is the King Geezer.